Food Heals Podcast, Episode 246. I think nothing is forbidden. And when nothing is forbidden, it doesn't become an obsession and you don't overuse. And I find that with European approaches and people who are much more relaxed about it. They're not counting every calorie. They're not trying to micromanage every time. So therefore, they don't feel like anything is limited. And when you're dialed into what feels good, you don't care about other stuff because I'm a big believer is everything in moderation. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and today we're chatting with health and fitness expert Christine Lucita. Christine is the author of The Right Fit Formula. She's a UCLA mindfulness educator. She's a nutritionist, a behavior change specialist, a TV health and wellness expert, and she's creator of the 80s-inspired brand What a Feeling Athletic Wear. Susie and I had a blast talking with her. We know you're going to love her too. Christine specializes in everyday health topics like food, nutrition, mindfulness, fitness, beauty, personal development, and wellness, as do we. That's why it was a perfect fit talking to her. But first, Food Heals Nation, we are less than four months away from our vegan Italian getaway. And if you're listening, you are invited. It's June 15th to June 22nd in a villa where you wake up every day overlooking the stunning Amalfi Coast. It really doesn't get better than that. Talk about morning routines. Wake up to that and you know you're going to have a good day. Last year was incredible. In fact, we did an entire podcast in Italy and we talked about our experiences. So if you want to listen to that, feel free to go back. It's episode 211 and you'll get really fully immersed into our Italian experience. If you want to see photos, you can download our brochure at foodhealsnation.com and click on Italy, or you can just go to Instagram, search the hashtags Food Heals Italy and Food Heals Retreat. But in a nutshell, truly an experience that is unforgettable and totally indescribable. I, I can't do it justice. <laughs> it's like a combination of vacation and bonding with like-minded women who are passionate about wellness and just want to get away from the daily grind and learn about health and healing while also shopping and boating and <laughs> just having a blast. We eat, we drink, we bond, we shop, we boat, we swim, we cook, we hike, we explore. We lay by the infinity pool, sometimes with a glass of Italy's finest red wine. And, you know, we just have an incredible time. I know I say incredible and amazing way too much, but I don't know what words could better describe this. (laughs) I would love for you to experience it with me. And, you know, I can't do it justice. So here's a clip of all of the ladies talking about their experience in Italy. Roll it, Roxy. My favorite thing about Italy is there's fashion and there's history and architecture, and it's just, it's impossible not to love. It is such a beautiful place. The people are wonderful, and the food is ridiculous, and don't even get me started on the wine. The views that we have here, and up in like in the villa, and on the hike. The joy of Italy is all the plants. Um, on our hike down the path of the gods, 
We'd just find fennel and oregano and rosemary. And the pride that they take in their food. It is not a job here. It's Mm -hmm. a passion to cook. It was uniquely special to celebrate my birthday here in Italy with all of you. I think that I had happy birthday sung to me maybe five times throughout the day. (laughs) So my favorite part about Italy was each and every single person that I met here and the words of empowerment, advice, and just love and generosity. My favorite part of Italy has been rerouting myself in my life and who I am and in the women around me. So for that, I thank each of you guys. (laughs) We don't have any tissues. (laughs) Here's some more Prosecco. Ah, listening to that, I can't wait until June. I wish it was June right now. And I was outside laying by a pool with a glass of wine and my camera overlooking the Amalfi Coast, just chilling. Anyways, if you have any questions, email me at info at foodhealsnation.com. I truly hope to see you there. Next up, our interview with Christine. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. She's a celebrity health coach and fitness expert and author of The Right Fit Formula. Please welcome Christine. Welcome, Christine. Yay! Hi, ladies. Hi. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. You guys are so amazing and you're making like such an impact on the health community. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Oh my gosh, we appreciate you too. I love what you're doing. And obviously, we have a great mutual friend in Tracy Edmonds. So I'm really excited that she recommended that we have you on. Yay! Yay. <laughs> you guys okay. just yayed at the same time. That was really cute. <laughs> Like, we need to try that again. Can we do that again? I don't think you could have done it as perfect. You were both like, and it was like the same volume. It's like, yay. (laughs) I'm a yayer. I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like I say it too much. Like, okay, like if I'm texting, I don't put LOL because I feel like that's so like 10 years ago. So I just go yay and ha ha ha. But I never put LOL. But I always say yay and ha ha. I do too. I don't write LOL. I don't like it. I like ha ha better. I'm too old for LOL. Like you're actually making the noise. You're like, you're actually, ha ha. Like I'm actually laughing out loud. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just put XO to everything. Mm. Like uh-huh. I really hate it when people are like, that's so funny, but they're not laughing. It's like, well, if it's funny, you should laugh. That's a Seinfeld episode, you guys. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Where she, the Seinfeld's girlfriend doesn't laugh. She just goes, oh, that's so funny or something. He's like, well, fucking laugh then. Yes. <laughs> That's why that show is brilliant. (laughs) That's true. That is so true. Oh, my God. So good. All right. Well, let's get right into it. So we've got, I'm so laughing, Christine, you are the (laughs) um, author of The Right Fit Formula and um, your health and wellness expert. So tell Food Heals Nation a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. Um, gosh, I have been in the food and fitness industry for about 15 years. Um, I'm no stranger to weight loss and healthy living. Probably have struggled with my weight since I was about 13. Um, so I feel you on that end. Um, I talk a lot in the media, on television, on morning news. I um, bring forward a lot of uh, new health trends that are happening. I talk about food, fitness, and more importantly, how to make the trends work for you. Because I think forget the trends, like you are the trend. And that's the message I really want to get across for 2019. Like 
almost every diet plan or out there can be a medical or scientific pathway to lose weight, but is it your path? And it's time that we start helping people really align to who they are to make this process of living healthier or losing weight or living our best life so much easier and a lot less painful. Because for me, it was a marathon and I want to help everyone for it to be more of a sprint. So that's kind of what I do. I love what I do. Um, I've been working with, gosh, I've over the last 15 years, I have had the pleasure of working with moms, celebrities, Fortune 100 uh, companies, athletes. And what I've found is that what we all have one common thread is we just want to feel good and we just want to find our own path to getting there. That's a little bit about me in a nutshell. Um, I could give you a longer version, <laughs> but... Um, well, we definitely yeah. want to get into the longer version and hear about your history and how you got to where you are. But I just want to say that like, I love um, you know, the perspective of your book because it's basically like, listen, there is no one size fits all. There is no diet that is perfect for everyone. And that is the crux of what we preach on this podcast. Like, yes, food heals, but different types of food heal different types of people and everyone has something that works for them. And I love how you break it down in your book. So I'm already a huge fan. Uh, thank you. And I'm doing the signs. I wish you can see me right now. I'm like, preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's it. I mean, we're just, we're so conditioned to follow what works for someone else. But the truth is everyone's got a totally different physical and emotional reality. And so what works for one most certainly actually more than not will work for someone else. And until you start to understand who you are, um, it's really the missing link between having success and then repeated struggle. So now I've got my hands in the air. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I am thinking that's so funny. Oh, you're just thinking it, but you're not. (laughs) Yes, comedies come in threes. Oh my God, I used to, um, before this career, I was so into comedy and acting and I studied at the Groundlings and everything is about yes and. Uh, Susie, go ahead. Uh, I studied at the Groundlings as well as Second City, as well as UCB. It's always yes and. I love that approach. No, what I was actually thinking and I was going to ask Christine is like, In thinking about all of these fads, like I have two friends that are from Holland that are here visiting right now. Allie and I were just in Italy last early summer. And just thinking about how like, I feel like at least compared to Europe, they must think we're crazy. Like, cause we obsess about our house. We obsess about our weight. We obsess about our diet. There's always these trends. Eat this. Don't eat that. Do that. Don't do this. And we're crazy about it. We're not any, like, I look at them and they sometimes like, like a lot of the French smoke or, you know what I mean? And they're still healthier than we are. They drink, they smoke (laughs) and they're still healthy and eat a lot of cheese and they're healthier than we are. And we're obsessed and like neurotic about it. Christine, (laughs) Christine, your thoughts. (laughs) it's really funny you know why it's because they have like a casual approach towards it like here this is what i think i think nothing is forbidden and when nothing is forbidden it doesn't become an obsession and you don't over you don't overuse and i find that with european approaches and people who are much more relaxed about it they're not counting every calorie they're not trying to micromanage every time so therefore they don't feel like um anything is limited so they go they they're more intuitive they just go with what feels good and when you're dialed into what feels good you don't care about 
other stuff. Like you, you're, if you're tuned into like eating, you know, a piece of pizza or something and you're tuned into like pizza actually makes you feel like shit, then you're not really going to be reaching for that foods. But if someone puts you on a diet plan and says, Oh my God, you cannot eat pizza. You might not even care about pizza so much, but guess what you're going to be craving about thinking about 24 seven. And, and so that's, that's why I think that they're so successful because I'm a big believer is everything in moderation. I was just going to say, I think they have that luxury too. And Alia and I have talked about this on the podcast often is that their quality of food is so much better. They don't do the GMOs. They, you know, do, they do farm to table to them is just food. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a movement. It's a movement here, but they're like, no, that's how we get the produce, you know, like, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, I think they have, they can do that, right? Because they, they take smaller portions of good quality foods that are in season. Right. And they're eating, you know, the European lifestyle, they eat more regularly. And I'm a big believer, you know, it's a little more on the old, I don't call it old fashioned. I'm really about, honestly, so balanced. Like I think when you eat more, your metabolism, you're using it more and you're keeping it more active. And their Europeans are also really social. So they do, like you said, they have more smaller meals a day, but of foods they enjoy. So then they're letting go of food. It's not on their mind. So they're not craving a million things. That's what I think. I mean, listen, my grandmother lived till like 93 or super Italian and she lived on, you know, mozzarella cheese and, you know, all, all kinds of Italian things and I and she was super healthy yeah it's all about attitude and being happy and like the right formula so let's segue right into Christine what is the right fit formula (laughs) now the right fit formula I really wanted to come up with a formula that really expands beyond food and fitness because really I believe that People think the key to staying healthy is just about what you eat and how you move. And there's so many other components to your well-being that go way beyond food and fitness. And so, you know, what I wanted to do is I I felt that, you know, being a yo-yo dieter my whole life and knowing thousands now over the years is we've built like a real big disconnection to who we are because we're so busy, you know, trying to follow a trend. And then we look at ourselves as like failure, right? We think trying and failing is something that has been bad for us. And so we're completely disconnected into who we are. So I wanted to help people like set up like a diet matchmaker system. Like, hey, like, you know, this is who you are and help understand who you are. So this way you can like use your assets to direct your food and fitness choices. So I first wanted to start out the the first part of the formula was like, hey, this is who I am. Like get to know who you are because there's a, I break it down in the book to four different personality types. And these personality types, there's a leader, there's a socializer, there's a supporter and there's a planner. And if you've ever taken a personality profiling um, before, Um, You'll have heard of the DISC, which is the gold standard. It's been around for 100 years. It's used in business. I'm like, hmm, how interesting would that be if we helped people um, align their strengths to their diet and uh, lifestyle efforts? So each personality has an energy and a rhythm. So how they respond to stress, how they manage time, how they choose their foods and prepare for foods, the workouts that they go after, how they re-energize are all so different, how they uh, how they talk to themselves. And so I wanted to show that 
there's so much more to your success than just food and fitness. So I kind of break it down in each chapter, like, hey, first it's, you know, getting to know who you are. And then I'm, I'm talking to you about like finding what you value, because if there's no value, you know, first of all, value equals effort. And it's really hard to change what you don't value. And that means you. So I wanted to get people connected immediately back to who they are. And then as it, then once you're kind of aligned in that sense, then we have like the obstacles that every one of us face. None of us in this whole entire world are immune to time management, right? I mean, we all are trying to figure out how to best manage our day-to-day activities. So I created some tools using my behavior change sort of background, psychology background to help people see where they do really spend time in the day. Then the next obstacle is, okay, great. Now I know I do have time in the day, but do I have the energy? And so I wanted to really like frame it up tell people like how to like what gets in the way what energy like what sucks your energy but then more importantly based on who you are how do you um restore your energy because again for people who have tried and failed tried and failed they just either are like moms who just identify who they are with being a mom or they think of themselves as having no willpower which is something we can talk about but i think that's bullshit because I think there's no such thing as willpower and it's just a conditioned response. If you ask anybody what is willpower, most people don't even understand it. So it's just a, like a preconditioned response. People just forgot how to have fun. Ugh, we can talk about more about energy. And then after, you know, talking about how to energize, like each personality type really manages their stress. Like, you know, the leader type, they're really fast paced and they're direct and so for them to manage their energy, they need to quickly do something that gets them reconnected with their body. Because let's say they're out building like the next Guggenheim, right? They have no connection and self-awareness to what they're feeling because they're just put their energy on building. So I've put in, you know, strategies and tools in one of the chapters, I think I call it match.com to help people. And so <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So all of these elements are so important to your success and are, and are all part of your formula for success. I love the four types. So you've got a leader, socializer, supporter, and planner. And you say that we can be a combination. Like you may not only be one, you may have elements of a few, but you can kind of use, you know, what's your top one? It's like love language. It's like, what's your number one love language? What's your secondary love language? It's the same thing. What is your number one personality type and secondary? It's like, okay, I know that I have qualities of leader, socializer, not so much supporter, definitely planner. So then using those, I can go through your book and figure out like, okay, what's the best plan for me? Because I'm completely different than someone who, let's say, is not type A. <laughs> right. I mean, did, did both of you, like, yeah, we're going to lean in, in each, you know, in one direction. That's what you should follow. Like, but do both of you, even, you know, being friends, do you both like the same type of workouts? We're different, actually. Are we? Right. A little bit. Let's talk about it. Let's expose ourselves, Allie. Expose yourself. I know you run. All right. Let's, let's see how well we know each other's workouts. I know you go running. You were training for a half marathon or a full? One of them. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Half. I've never done a full and I don't want to. Okay. And then you do Pilates. I know you go to Pilates. Yeah. Pilates and running is my jam. Yeah. And Susie, oh my God. You, 
too. Ditto. That's my two jams. Oh, right. they're the best. And Susie, mm-hmm. you do Orange Theory Fitness and hard shit that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because like I don't push myself in terms of uh, aerobic activity unless someone's yelling at me. So they yell at me and it gets, and I get it done, <laughs> but it is, it is hard. And to be honest, like I had a reaction to it. Um, if uh, anybody doesn't know, I know they've popped up all over the place. I've seen them in Canada. They're up here in Oregon. I started them in LA, but it's, it's circuit training and you go through different, you go through free weights, you go through a treadmill where you can do a power walking, jogging or running. And then you do a water rower and, you know, I pushed myself so hard that I had heart palpitations and I was like, oh my God, this is maybe this is a little too much. But it, for me, like just to get the cardio, cause I also love bar classes. I do go running on my own, but you know, when someone's yelling at me, I get more done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is such an important point. I think, if, um, I'm just guessing that you're going to probably fall under the socializer category. I don't know if you guys took the quiz, uh, um, Alia, it sounds like you did. You um, was more towards the leader. See, that's the thing. Um, I just was back in Connecticut visiting my sister, and she and I'm I'm almost a straight leader. I do have some supporter qualities, but mostly a leader. And she's like, I she has been telling me about this running class that she takes, similar to Orange Theory, and she is like obsessed with taking me. Well, I get there, I hate it so much. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much I hate it. And I am a good runner. And because there's a guy yelling, do it for your team. Do it. Don't fucking let your team go. And he's like in my face flexing. And I, I, I mm-hmm. want to take my fist and punch him because I I'm like, I am I so self-motivated. Like I don't need you to yell in my face. I don't need you to tell me team because leaders and, and you guys will get to know this, like leaders, there's no I in team. They are really, <laughs> you know, they're really, they, I do everything by myself. I work out by myself. I do most things and that just, but it's my natural rhythm. And, and so my sister at the end of the class, she's like, Oh my God, was he so bomb? Was that the greatest class you've ever been to? I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, no. like now but but that that that's and actually that's the whole point of this is that what works for one doesn't work and if you don't know I feel like I'm very self-aware and I that's what it was one of the goals in writing this book is to help people because you know what Susie you probably would hate going like on like an individual hike by yourself oh no I used to do that all the time in Runyon in LA no it was more that I wanted to like because I used to love working out by myself and I'm looking at at the profiles that you've written you know, I'm looking at, I think I'm, I am more of a leader because when something clicks, I love it. But then there's certain things like, like a friend, a friend of mine loves spinning. I freaking hate spinning. I hate it. I won't go. I it hate, hurts. I hate <laughs> spinning, but I have friends that love it. Like I shout out to Ashley. Ashley from Italy loves right. spinning. And I look at her and I'm like, you're so hot. Like I need to love spinning. Like, yeah, no, I can't. It hurts my back. Actually. It makes my, my, my legs too tight. And then it pulls on my low back. I can't do it. But like, like, just like Christina saying to each their own, you know, everybody's got what they like. Susie, you guys have made me the happiest person in the whole entire world to hear that someone else hates spinning as much as I do. I can't even tell you what I, I spinning would be my least favorite thing in the entire world to do as far as exercise. I think you should do personality profiles on people who spin because I think they're a very specific type of the people that I know that love spinning. They're like, 
very type A, very driven. They get shit done, but it's uh, like I can't. They're high achievers. They're high achievers. Yeah, yeah. They're actually the um the the D in this. They're the planners. That's the the C and the D in this personality type of the type who spins. But yeah, it hurts my hip flexor so bad, and I can't tell you how many people over the years says you're just doing it wrong. Your form isn't. <laughs> oh my god! Or they're like, well, you haven't taken this class by this teacher because it's right. the best, and then I take that class by that teacher. And I'm like, no, I still hate it. <laughs> right? Exactly. It hurts. So it my hurts. Big- yes. It I'm like, I'm going to go to the doctor. I think I need physical therapy. I'm all kinds of effed up. And I've taken, I've taken like certain bar classes and I love bar classes. I used to dance ballet. I love it. Brings me back to my inner baby ballerina. But like there's certain bar classes where I hate, I'm looking at the clock five, five minutes in and I'm shaking and it's like, this is painful and it hurt and it hurts, but it hurts in a different way. Like I need to be able to move around a little bit spinning and just eh, eh, not for me. And so, like, that's just so cool. And, like, that's the freedom and the ease that I'm hoping to instill in people with this book and everyone I meet. And I'm sure that's your goal as well, is that there's just there's such an ease when you honor who you are, you know, because I feel like every plan out there and every, you know, someone who's selling something is like, you need to change to be successful And my whole thing is with the right fit formula is quite the opposite. I'm like, you don't need to change who you are to be successful. Like, amen. You just have to know who you are and then use it to your advantage. And I just think that's just, that makes me so happy. I actually was going to name the book Operation Freedom, but my publisher didn't change it. Wasn't that an op in Afghanistan? uh, I don't know. It might have been. I'm glad you didn't name it that. <laughs> but like that's exactly what it like what I wanted to do, you know? And and there's so much that like I feel like, you know, the obstacles get in your way so much. So I actually have in my book, so okay, so I have a chapter called Clean and Get Lean. And I say like the bigger the waste, like in your life, the bigger your waste. And so the over the holidays, everyone's like Oh, I went here. I went there. And I tell you when I did less than nothing and it was the greatest time in my entire life, I went and got like a manicure and pedicure like one day. I mean, I I set the bar like super low and I decluttered my entire life from people to foods, to closets, to everything. And there's such a freedom and ease. And I feel like it's like a great way of preparing for the new year. And I, and I feel like Everyone can like really, when you lose the clutter, you like lose the weight and you lose the things that like hold you down. And so that is so true. So true right? for me. It's yeah. literally, it's literally like a weighing you down, like for, for physicality, if you have weight on you, I know I myself in times in my life have put weight on out of emotion, emotionality or like, you know, anxiety, things like that, like psychological reasons. And then I can see that transforming or affecting you affect your space and then if your space affects you. So that's a very wonderful analogy. No, when people clean their clutter, they lose so much weight. It's incredible. And you guys, guess who has a new show on Netflix? Have you seen it yet with Marie Kondo? What? Uh, Marie Kondo from... Oh, yes, I did see that. Oh, my Uh God. I just read about it in the New York Times. So exciting. So basically, she helps people clear their clutter, clear their space. She's a 
adorable. So funny. So cute. And like, it is true because that is a weight on our mind. It's clear. It's a, you know, when you clear your space, you're clearing your physical space. You're also clearing the clutter from your mind. You're clearing the clutter from your body. So people get clear. They're able to set goals. They lose weight. Like it's transformational. I love this stuff. Oh yeah. Did you know? So there's like different types of clutter. There's like, cause I was just talking about this on Fox last week. Cause I, I actually did a TV segment on this and yeah. it was like, okay. So it's really funny. So there's like the lazy clutter, you know, like the piles of mail, like, you know, piles of laundry, that shit just reminds you of like things that you should be doing. That's right. Do. That, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And then like that, you feel like you, um, that you're not good at that. Those are the reminders. And then there's like that malignant clutter, like, you know, like a bad breakup and like, or why do we keep in our freaking houses, like casts that we had or crutches and stuff like that. Like that stuff is really toxic. You know, and then there's memory clutter, you know, like, oh, there's grandma's pot holders and, you know, you have all this stuff in your house, but like, and and it's nice to keep on to small things that are really meaningful, but like the easiest way to let that stuff go is donate it or give it to, you know, or have a tag sale or what do they call it out here? I'm from New York. Um, Yard sale? Or is it tag (laughs) sale? You're from New York. I'm from New York. We're going to segue into this. Where are you from? Oh my God, girl, born and raised in the Bronx. Oh, the, what? the, the Bronx. I'm from Long oh. Island. Oh my God, I was just in Long Island three weeks ago. Oh my God, I had the greatest time there ever. Where, you, where were you in Long Island? Oh my God, at uh, Temple Sinai um, uh, in Roslyn. Because I was just going to say there's a bazillion Temple Sinais on Long Island. <laughs> oh, okay, in Roslyn, because I did like a keynote speak for um, a cancer charity there uh, in oh. December. Oh, it was so lovely. And it was, I met like the coolest ladies, like 250 people. And that accent, oh my God, it just brought me so back. I like I, it's my um, homeland. And Allie's oh. mom was from New York. So we got a New York connection. Oh yeah. yeah. East Coast girls, we always stick together. <laughs> so yeah. How long you guys, well, Allie, how long you been in LA? Uh, 12 years, I believe. Okay. And Susie, were you in LA and then you moved to Oregon? Um, so I, I was back and forth all over the place. I was in, I went to college in California, moved back to New York to study theater, went, then I went to LA. I was there for about 14 years and then just moved to Oregon about a year ago for mental health and just for change of pace of life. Cause I love LA, but I needed to slow down a little bit and make things a bit easier. Oregon is on the top of my list of what I want to do and where I want to go. And that's exactly what I'm considering myself to is like, I really want to just slow it down and be more mellow. Um, I, I feel like my mindfulness is just really like kicked in and made me think about what's really important it's, in life. It's and- really interesting. Cause where I am, I'm in bend, which is very much, everybody here is all into nature and working and actually exercising nature and doing things outdoors. There's outdoor yoga studios. We have a ski mountain 30 minutes away. There is, you know, the most bike or mountain biking trails for one city. There's like the most here. There's a lot of out, there's kayaking. There's, there's just so much, which is very different than, than other cities I've lived in. It's like, wow, people actually get outside. The people go walking on the river. It's very, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I still do Orange Theory Fitness here because I sometimes I just got to get my workout in, but, and I do, I go to yoga classes, but there's a lot of outdoor activity, which is one of the appeals for us living here. Cause like even LA has a lot of you can get out, you can hike, but it takes a while to get to. You got to get through the traffic. It's just a little different. Yeah, the traffic is no joke here. And nature is just so peaceful. You know, I, I really want to go come to visit Oregon for sure. Come visit. Allie still hasn't visited, but you guys are both welcome. Let's do it. Girls trip. Hello. <laughs> 
I'm in. Where do I, I sign? Sign me up, baby. But Christine, if you move to Oregon, how are you going to do the Steve Harvey show? Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. I may be going on there in a couple of weeks. Actually. She can fly back. It's an hour and a half flight. It's nothing. <laughs> I'm That's- just joking. I just wanted to segue into all her TV appearances because, like, she hangs out with the cool people, and I, I want to talk about people. her '80s inspired athletic line. But you can talk about her Steve Harvey first. We're gonna talk about all of it because I want to talk about Mario Lopez. Oh my god, <laughs> he is so funny and so cute. Oh my god. So first of all, I really love how he refers to his hair as a wig. He's like, "Yeah, my wig." Don't mess up my wig. I mean, uh, that's like that was like the biggest talk on the set. But so I did a um, I was a paid spokesperson for a company uh, when I did extra, and I worked with him, and it was really funny and ironic because he was really sweet. But like the producers kept coming up to me like an hour before, a half hour before, ten minutes before, and they're like, "Listen, I just want to tell you, like he's really good looking, and like a lot of people, like if they look in his eyes, they like get all nervous and flustered." and they forget what they're gonna say and they (laughs) I know and I'm like what (laughs) I'm like I'm like like hitting my my um representative for NBC I'm like is this a joke you know and I'm like I'm like I'm married and my husband is gorgeous and like I'm not gonna fall apart talking to him yes he's gorgeous and he's funny and nice but that doesn't mean i'm gonna like lose my faculties my god what does he do he hypnotizes you with his eyes like (laughs) but i just thought it was the strangest conversation like to be you know getting prepped about that i'm like okay i'm like well i'll keep that in mind you know and then like 10 minutes before the segment another reminder like you know he's going to be coming down soon so are you okay do you want to rehearse or anything or i'm like no i don't i don't want to rehearse i'm fine i'm not gonna melt he's good looking but i mean there's (laughs) a lot of this is not the end of the world i will say that in person he is quite striking so i was at the vanderpump dogs gala um in november last year the vanderpump dogs gala so it was to support um animals and dogs who needed homes and so i was standing by the entrance because my friend was arriving and it just so happened that mario lopez was hosting the event and he arrived at the same time as my friend so he walks in right next to me and is standing there so obviously i'm like what up slater like why wouldn't i (laughs) right because like i grew up with say by the bell he's standing next to me not speaking to anyone so i'm gonna strike up a conversation so i'm like hey like fan la 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 okay i didn't fangirl too hard but i will say like he's very chiseled he's very like he looks like a wax figure so we take a picture and i post it on my insta story and whatnot and dan my husband is like is that actually mario lopez or is it a wax figure and i'm like no it's really him but he looks fake like he is so like just like i guess gorgeous that it doesn't look real he's flawless yeah he's got sick dimples i'll get i would definitely give him that he's got amazing dimples dimples for sure (laughs) (laughs) totally see i had a different impression i met him as well but this was okay this is when i first moved from new york to la this was like 2000 2001 so this was post saved by the bell pre-E entertainment is it E? oh right in the yeah. middle where right in the like- middle where he was he was recognizable obviously but like no one I was catering okay I was cater waitering a Hollywood party he was there 
He was flirting with me. He was flirting with, you know, me, the little cater waiter, waitress. No one really paid him attention. It jumped to what, almost like seven, eight, what, no, 19, 19 years later. And his producers are telling people to, you know, pr- please don't fall in love with him. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> don't fall in love with him at first sight. Just try to contain yourself. No, he's a beautiful guy, but like, it's just, it, Hollywood's funny. Oh my God. Hollywood is so funny. You know, it's that's so, it's, so funny. LOL, 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 LOL. Like the water girl you see, like it's just so bizarre to me. So I don't know if you guys saw Fiji. the globe. Yeah, the Fiji girl. Okay, why are we idolizing her? Do you know how much airtime and TV time and how many deals she is getting? Forget the freaking hard worker who works her ass off for, you know, 10 years at a career. Here she is, stages herself, and she's, like, closing, you know, thousands of dollars of deals. It's so ridiculous, Hollywood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, why don't I get that job? I want to be – what is it called? Overnight success. Insta-famous. Yeah. Insta-famous. You need your 15 minutes of fame. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. How funny. Yeah, All right. she was on, so I was like, what? So let's talk about we- your athletic line, your 80s. Oh, my God. Inspired. My- my obsession with the 80s. Why, so I want to know why you chose the 80s because I was a kid in the 80s. I wore neon paint splattered leotards and leg yes. warmers and scrunchies. So, and off the shoulder with sequins, you know. So, why the 80s? I'll tell you, the 80s is such a memorable time. I feel I'm so connected to feelings and my whole thing is I'm always wanting to create an experience and I I want people, I feel like when you are connected to the way you feel and if your one goal out of anything in health and fitness related is to feel good, forget how you look, forget counting your stupid calories and blah, 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 and you know, workouts that just burn, burn, burn. If you just focus on the way you feel, everything falls into place. And for me, the 80s, just makes me feel so good. Like I won't tell you how old I am, but I grew up in the eighties. And, um, back then, you know, I, I thought it was, I was like such a misfit. Like I, oh my God, uh, uh, granimals and leg warmers and parachute pants and, you know, tons of blue eyeshadow. But what was something, there was something so magical about that era. Like you, everyone from who grew up in that remembers their first kiss or their sexy off the shoulder shirts. And it just brings such a nostalgic connection to people. And I'm obsessed. I don't really listen. I really need to get a little more hip with the times. Like I don't really know a lot of current music because I'm so obsessed with the eighties that everything is 80s oh my god if i i wish so much i can send you a photo of my gym i remodeled my gym inside my gym is i made the whole what a feeling neon sign i've got cindy crawford and and jamie lee curtis because i don't know if anyone remembers her and her aerobic days i mean bomb.com times a million and i just like really set my environment to that but i you know i really felt like my whole philosophy is my whole brand is called what a feeling athletic wear. And really it, it's the whole feeling that I want people to feel after they exercise or, you know, when they're aligned to a, a plan and a freedom, it's like, it's, it's my theme song and everything could fall to shit in my life. And then when I hear something from the eighties, it's like, everything just wakes up like this whole break I watched you know Greece although that's not the 70s I mean that's the 70s not the 80s but dirty dancing and it's I don't know it 
if you talk to anybody, and you guys may already know this, especially you, Susie, if you grew up in the 80s, like, there's so much, so many funny things you remember. Like, it's so heartwarming, and you're so connected, and you can hear that song. It was a different time. Like, it was culturally different. It was a, it, and I've even watched documentaries about this, so I know I'm not totally incorrect. It was like a time, uh, like, the music reflected that. It was like a happier time. It was like a, a more positive time. It's like, we're leaving the 70s. We're leaving the cocaine discos behind. We're going to be healthy. We're going to do jazzercise. And it was a very up, like, you, you look at that in the music, at least, and in the fashion, Culturally, it was a very upbeat time. Like we go through periods of darkness and lightness, right? You can look at like go real, really far back. Like the dark ages were dark. Obviously, the Renaissance was light. The eighties were light. You know, I don't really know where we are right now. That Susie, <laughs> let's be honest. We're in the dark. The Trump we're, ages are dark. <laughs> yeah, we're in a dark time. We're in a bit of a. Dark, we're going a little down. We're going a little dark. But like, I totally agree with you. You, I turn on some eighties, and it's just like, hey. You know, right. yeah. Yeah, it's reminiscence of a happy feeling. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, though, keep that element of that fun pops of bright color paint splattered. I actually have off the shoulder paint splattered sweatshirts. I wanted to like bring that in, but with a more modern, you know, chic kind of like all of the pants that I made are like really solid colors that you can mix and match. I, you know, I hate a, a lot of these workout clothes. First of all, I the reason why I even started the line is because I'm 5'3". And I would have to hem everything. There was like nothing made for like us little shorties. And, I agree. Right? Are you are you on the shorter side as well? Okay, I'm five four and I have a short torso. And all of the workout clothes at the cute places like Lululemon are made for girls with long torsos. So they go down to my knees. And I'm like, okay, I can't wear any of this. Any of it. And then I was like, I had muffin top. And then I'm like, well, okay, I don't feel too sexy there. So I was like, okay, I'm making everything high-waisted, a classic, you know, fit that you can mix and match. You can wear it from, you know, day to night. And the whole thing was also, not only did I want it to be 80s inspired, but I really wanted to make a fit that was like on the looser, sexier side. So it would really complement every body type. Because every time I would go into, you know, one of Lululemon or one other store or whatever. I just felt like everything is I'm squeezed like a sausage. And if I don't look perfect, which I don't, I'm just not perfect. Um, then everything just kind of looked crappy. So I just wanted things that were fun because everyone who, no matter what period you go through in your life, if you're not feeling so super body confident, like you're reaching for black. Like that's, you know, our go-to cover up. And I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make, you know, a line that would complement every body type and bring color and spirit back into someone's life. That's me and my love for the 80s. So fun. I love it. And I love the dance part of it where it's just like you can turn on your favorite song, which I know yours is What a Feeling. And just dance in that outfit because sometimes like okay I'm like I don't have time to work out but I don't have time to make it to Pilates or go for a run but I'm just like let me turn on some music like right now my go-to has mostly um contemporary stuff that like pop um but I'll just turn on one or two songs Bruno Mars Tay Swift whatever and then I just dance for three minutes and that will get me into a better spot like a better space you know I love like that. Like a mood shifter. Like a t- music. Don't you think music is a total mood shifter? Yes. I use it in my meditation too. I, I use music for everything. I think music puts me in a different place. It can make me feel a feeling whether I want to feel it or not, good or bad. And so I, I just love music for what it is in terms of like getting, helping us get in touch with our emotions. Um, you want to hear something really funny, Susie? You'll probably really appreciate this, but 
when you, you when you just said about like music making you feel good or bad like I don't know maybe a couple weeks ago I I don't know why I just felt so down so I was like I'm gonna work with this right I want to feel down I'm I put on Gloria Estefan and I cried my heart out and it was the funniest thing ever because <laughs> you know it was just like yes I, I was just saying like yes and to whatever emotion I felt like having and just run with it and Gloria Estefan I'm sorry I love her music but it so lends itself to a good old cry (laughs) yeah if you don't if you don't allow yourself to feel what is actually going on for you it's gonna go into your body and it's not gonna it's not gonna be a good thing you know like when we repress emotions people get sick I remember I had a client once a massage client where she was very positive all the time and I and it was a natural thing she was just a positive person and a very successful person. And we were talking about music. And I remember she was saying, oh, what kind of music do you like? And I kind of listed different things. And it's, it's always a hard question to a- answer. And I said, well, sometimes, you know, if I want to feel this, I listen to this. And she's like, why would you want to feel that? And, and I was taken aback. And I was like, well, because it's like a natural, sometimes you feel sad. And music and art and movies, any kind of art, really, it, it reflects back to us, like what we're experiencing. And that's when it's good. It, when it's something that is a disconnect, especially with music, like if it's not sincere, that's why songs that are like truly sincere when people or artists in general or musicians have pain and they express it in their art, other people are able to connect to it. It gets really big, right? If it's just kind of fake or doesn't really have any sort of deep connection in any way, it doesn't really do anything for us, but that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to allow us to connect to those other experiences that we've had and allow us to live them out. Uh, absolutely. What you, you know, I hate cliche sayings, but you know, that saying is like what you resist uh, persists. I mean, that's a journey I've been on, um, especially learned from mindfulness is that, you know, if you don't pay attention, you don't make space for what is, it just builds up and builds up. And then until one day, you're just so miserable and you take it out in so many different ways in your life that you don't even realize you know, whether it's bad habits or, you know, many other things. And so addressing things head on is so important and so great. So that's a good point, Susie, a really good point. Thank you. All right. So Christine, tell us about some of your programs and your coaching that you do. Um, yeah, my gosh. Um, so I really love to help people. Um, my big thing is, is I really help people align as we've been talking about to who they are. So I kind of like design programs. Like I just did one for this CEO that I work with. He's like a CEO of a big movie company and um, he needs to deal with his stress. Like all of us, you know, if you want to manage your health and fitness, you really need to learn how to manage your stress. I'm a big believer that stress is the number one cause of all diet failure of all things that go crazy in our life. So he's, you know, Hollywood expects a lot of him and he expects a lot of him. And those are two recipes right there for a lot of unhappiness and imbalance. I've worked with him for many, many years. And I'm like, you know, it's not really about giving him a new workout. And it's definitely not about giving him a new food plan. My God, he knows exactly what to do. But I need to teach him uh, another doorway in. So I decided to write a mindfulness program and really helping people like get grounded. So I was teaching him some grounding techniques like for you guys. And I actually, believe it or not, I talk about this in the book as well. I give these techniques. But like, let's say you're having a shitty day and you're stressed out 
And the easiest way to like just get oriented so you can kind of give a little space and so you can make a new choice, right? So something isn't so automatic, like a, you know, a stress response is name like five things around you that are red, you know? And like, you're like, maybe like, hey, a red curtain, a red vase, you know, whatever. Or, or you can name me. I'm, I'm very super silly and playful. I'm like, hmm, what are the top six songs on Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet album? And I'll start to like name them or something. And it's just, it's kind of like the same strategy that we use um, with children, like, a, a, you know, to calm them down and get their attention. But finding like a grounding technique um, is such an easy way to kind of pivot, break an automatic stress cycle so you can kind of make a new choice. And that's kind of some of the programs I'm really interested in doing and, and coaching right now. I'm coaching a lot of people on mindfulness. Um, I've taken mindfulness, gosh, for 12 or 13 years over at UCLA. So I'm a part of their master program and really helping people like come to um, acceptance of what is, but that doesn't mean it's bad. That just means like, you're like, it's the yes. And, and you like learn techniques to sort of not sort of learn techniques to work with yourself. Like, Hey, if you love wine, stands up, put your hand up. Like, yep. I love wine. Yeah, my love hands up, it. my hands up. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, but let's find minus two, both hands, wine and chocolate, you know, but let's find a way to now work with it. And so I, my programs are really based on reality, helping people understand themselves and how to use it. My one-on-ones are really even more specific than the book, which I didn't think I could get more specific, but um, they are because I think that's the key to our happiness. I think ch- making choices that are in align to who we are and, and aligning to our values, like what's really important to us. For a lot of us who have ever, you know, tried to lose weight um, and we're trying to live healthier, we're really conditioned by society. I mean, every time you turn on the freaking channel, it's like, do these five moves and you're going to get JLo's ass. Like, no, you're not. None of uh, us yeah, get that, right? And that's just not true. But you can be the best version of yourselves. And so I'm kind of like the reality maker for people. Um, And I always think that this process of like clearing the clutter, living our best life or losing weight or living healthier is really, should be fun. God F, it's so torturous, right? We've tortured ourselves for so long with all this forbidden things and all the things that we resist about ourselves. Like what if we could just like, like bring some humor to ourselves and like, I, I, cause I can be, I'm a worry wart and I can be totally neurotic and worry. And so I feel like when we bring laughter and embrace, you know, who we are, it's just, everything becomes so much easier. I tell this story in the book, but like, so my husband and I, he's totally mellow by the way. He's like mellow yellow, like nothing ruffles his feathers. He's got it right. And I'm opposite. So like we're, we do the same five mile run on the beach path and like, I'm fighting it the whole time. I'm thinking about my friends getting a divorce. Is she okay? Thinking about, I got to balance my checkbook. I'm, I'm just thinking about a million things and we get back and he's got this big smile on his face. I'm like, asshole, what are you smiling about? Like that's, just, <laughs> you know, like for the last five miles. And it was so interesting that, you know, he just kind of like locked his problems in a box or, you know, just he didn't pay too much attention to it. And this was one of the turning points for me years ago. He's like, Christine, 
you got to ask yourself, how do we make this so much easier for ourselves? Like exercise is going to be around in our lives forever. Like it's something we need to do in order to live a quality life. How can you make this easier for yourself? And like that was such an aha moment for me. And so I feel like that's kind of like the underlying approach that I have towards in the book and towards coaching people and how I live my life now. Like what are the ways that I can make it easier? And I think the only answer I can come up with that's logical is knowing who you are and honoring it. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's like the answer to the question that you asked, but it's kind of who knows what I asked, but I love it. (laughs) 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 My brain was just taking me there. I don't know why. (laughs) Absolutely. No. And I love your philosophy that's on your website. And it's just that better, not perfect. And I come from a background of perfectionism and type A. And so I'm constantly, you know, reteaching myself to be better, not perfect and to let go of things so that I can actually create things in the world, whether it is better health, better body, or finish writing my book or put out the podcast episode or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be perfect, just has to be good. And it's going to help someone. And so letting go of that, you know, Uh, I love your philosophy. I love your book. love your programs. So Ali, I just love that. I kind of just want to say one thing about your perfection thing. Like, oh my God, I, I, that's something that's so close to heart. Um, I really struggled perfectionism for so long and I, uh, you know, I, I kind of call myself like a semi-retired one, Um, (laughs) you know, I, I, what is like one thing that you like is a strategy that you use to let go. It's not like a therapist told me once, like I she thinks I focus on things that I can't control, you know, and if I just put my energy on the things I can control, it's like so much easier. Absolutely. It's like for me recently, it's come up with I'm collecting stories for a series of books that I'm doing and the stories are beautiful, but then I'm writing my own story and I'm thinking, well, it's not good enough. It's not strong enough. My story isn't transformational enough. And it's like, okay, but if it helps one person, that's all it has to do. It has done its job. So fine. It may not resonate with every single person out there and it doesn't have to, and it actually shouldn't. And so that's me letting go of my perfectionism going, well, if it can help one person, then it's good enough and it needs to go out into the world instead of me going, I have to help every single person because that's not possible. (laughs) So So true. Oh my God, I can relate to that so much. Good enough is good enough. Yes, exactly. Another tool that I have is I just watch or listen to a lot of people on podcasts or a video series or Instagram or what whatever it may be who are really inspirational. And sometimes you just need to hear it, even though you already know it and you hear it again and again and again, whether you're hearing it from one of your heroes or an author or something like that. Uh, it could be from a book and you're just like, yes, okay. So I have to remind myself whether I'm listening to Marianne Williamson or Gary Vaynerchuk, I can remind myself, they remind me that I'm good enough and I don't have to be perfect. And I just need to bring my work into the world because it is going to help myself and help others. Oh my God. I love that so much. Have you read Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is? No, but I love Byron Katie. And I was told about her work through a hypnotherapist I was working with. And I got parts of it didn't always click with me and parts of it did like her process. I was like this, it it was a little bit sticky for me parts of it, but I did gain, I I actually listened to the audio book. 
Mm-hmm. But I know she has a lot of fans and she's, she, I love her. I, oh my God. On her audiobook, I love the way she, she talks. Like it's, it's actually her. It's definitely worthwhile listening to. Yeah. Her and her husband are on there, but I like her part about the turnaround. Yeah. I don't know. And her whole concept of embracing what is. Yeah. I've done some work that she's recommended, but I haven't read that book specifically, but I really like how she helps people overcome trauma and it just like her perspective and her, the way that she speaks really does resonate with me. So that's a great resource. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, speaking of resources, Christine, where can everyone find you online? How can they work with you, stalk you on Instagram, all that good stuff? Awesome. Yeah, totally stalk me. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm on Instagram just with my name, Christine Lucida, just L-U-S-I-T-A. I'm on Facebook, Christine Lucida Fitness, Twitter, Christine Lucida. Um, You can go to my website, christinelucida.com. Or you find me in the book at Barnes and Nobles, The Right Fit Formula. Awesome. And Amazon, The Right Fit Formula. Oh, yeah. And Amazon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. No, I'm a huge fan of Barnes and Noble. Go to your local bookstore and buy books so that we don't lose all the bookstores. But (laughs) Amazon is Yes. We need local stores without a doubt. I know. That is one of the saddest things that's happening because I grew up going to the used bookstores. There was a couple on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Nice Price Books, and a couple others that I would go to with my mom. And it was just such a good memory. I remember the smell of the books and I would just discover so much. And the fact that those are no longer a regular thing is just, it's heartbreaking. But that's a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all about nostalgic. Yeah. Talking back to the 80s, that was probably late 80s. We would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That smell of the book is like so yummy. (laughs) Ah, I agree. And if I'm sometimes I'll be in a small town when when I'm traveling or something and I discover a bookstore and I can spend hours in there and I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, you girls are so amazing. I love you guys. Oh, thank you for doing this. Thanks for being on the show. I'm I'm honored and I'm so happy to have spoke with you. Um, And thank you so so, so much for your time. I'd love for us to stay in touch. Absolutely. So much fun, Christine. ChristineLucita.com. She's all over social media, all the places you can find her. Next time, come to the studio in person so we can hang out and maybe drink a little wine. Just saying. I would love that. <laughs> that would be a really interesting podcast. <laughs> oh, it gets better and better. All right, ladies. Thanks so much for being Thank you, guys. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.